Jumpstart your healthy resolutions with reduced pricing on all my favorite supplements from Thorne. Right now, my entire curated selection of Thorne supplements is 20% off, including Thorne's cutting-edge brain support formula, Cinequel. I've added Cinequel to my personal daily regimen to fight off cognitive decline. Cinequel is rich in the best researched ingredients that help support brain function. Its active ingredients help maintain cellular energy production, encourage a healthy balance of inflammatory cytokines, kinds, provide energy to fuel the nerves, support neurotransmitter production, and protect against oxidative stress. It's available in two strengths, Cinequel for everyday maintenance and Cinequel Plus, which provides higher amounts of specific nutrients for shorter-term support after impact-related head injury. Just go to DeerHoffman.com Thorn for 20% off Cinequel, as well as my entire curated selection of Thorn products. That's DeerHoffman.com Thorn. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I consider this uh, kind of an educational series, uh, kind of a mini PhD for our Intelligent Medicine listeners in the field of uh, nutrition and lifestyle. And we call this Intelligent Medicine, the best of high-tech medicine, the best of natural therapies. Putting it all together for you is my job uh, with these podcasts and uh, in this ongoing series. Uh, and today, we're going to welcome back uh, one of my favorite guests. Uh, he's a great uh, educator, uh, Dr. Ross Pelton. Uh, he is, his background is as uh, a registered pharmacist, but he also has a PhD, and he's a certified clinical nutritionist. He's science and education director for Essential Formulas, uh, makers of a product that uh, you may well be familiar with, which is Dr. O'Hara's uh, formula which is a, a, a probiotic, a prebiotic, and postbiotic combo. It's kind of a unique uh, support for the microbiome. Uh, today, though, we're going to diverge a little bit, and we're going to talk about uh, the importance of glutathione because, uh, interestingly, uh, the uh, EFI, the makers of Dr. Heroes, uh, has a product that is unique. It is a probiotic that enhances our levels of glutathione. So uh, with us today uh, is Dr. Ross Pelton. And so without further ado, let's launch into our discussion of the glutathione theory of aging. Welcome, Ross. It's great to have you back. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. It's always a pleasure to be on Intelligent Medicine with you. Um, and uh, happy to share some important information with all of your listeners today. And what I enjoy about uh, our conversations is that uh, you always bring the, the latest science. You're, you're on top of it. Uh, you're an avid uh, reader of scientific journals uh, and a contributor of scientific articles. Uh, so I can always depend on you for, uh, you know, the latest, greatest updates uh, in the field of uh, nutritional biochemistry and microbiome research. So, okay, so uh, what's the deal here? Why do we associate glutathione with aging? I mean, there, there are many theories about aging. You know, aging is related to, uh, I don't know, the mitochondria, mitochondrial theory of aging. You know, there's the uh, free radical theory of aging. Uh, there's, you know, basically that uh, systems, the entropy theory that things just run down. Uh, so where does glutathione fit in? Well, Dr. Hoffman, glutathione is made in every cell in your body, and it's a multitasking superstar. 
And it does so many things so importantly that it uh, motivated me to write the glutathione theory of aging, which really teaches people about the many ways that glutathione functions and many of the things that glutathione does influence your aging process. So that's where we can start. So is this a paper in a scientific journal or is this a paper that's available to uh, lay people and accessible and understandable? Um, it has been accepted for publication in a scientific journal, and we're going to edit it to, down to a little bit more reader-friendly for the, the general public, and that will be a made, uh, made available to people on our Essential Formulas website. It, um, do a little bit of final editing, and then it'll get published in a scientific journal. So essentially what we're getting is, is a preview uh, in kind of bite-sized form, right? Because, uh, frankly, to, to get accepted in a scientific journal, uh, it tends to be a little wonky, right? <laughs> Maybe uh, challenging <laughs> for even our most uh, uh, dedicated uh, television medicine aficionados. So uh, so what what basically are you saying in, in that paper? You're, you're, you're kind of putting down your stake uh, on the notion that glutathione uh, is a key player in the aging process itself, not just the disease process, but aging as a, a inevitable process. Exactly. Well, first I explained to people that glutathione is called a tripeptide. It's composed of different amino acids, glutamate, cysteine, and glycine. And one of the major areas of activity for glutathione is called the master antioxidant. It's made in every cell of your body, so it's helping to protect every cell in your body against free radical damage, which really is known to be one of the foundational causes of aging. So what, that's where we start, is just glutathione and also a wide range of, of glutathione-dependent antioxidant enzymes are involved in neutralizing free radicals. And when you can slow down free radical damage and oxidative stress, you really are extending not only your lifespan, but your health span. Indeed. And, and I think there's some, you know, uh, related to its antioxidant properties. Uh, glutathione is also like the kind of key detoxifying uh, molecule within the body. Is that correct? And we're faced with so many environmental challenges, uh, more and more, you know, chemicals are being introduced in the environment, um, that, uh, you know, perhaps that path, those pathways are being strained. Yes, absolutely. And that you just brought up another one of the key functions of glutathione. It acts as a detoxifying agent for many different types of detoxification reactions in your body. Um, it actually binds to heavy metal toxins itself, like mercury and lead, and gets them excreted from the body. But then it's also a, a required cofactor for a master called a superfamily of enzymes called the glutathione S-transferase enzymes. And glutathione's activity in these enzymes take all kinds of toxins, especially environmental toxins, uh, uh, some of the agricultural pesticides and insecticides and so forth, binds to them, neutralizes them, and then excretes them out of the body. But what we need to understand is that every time glutathione is working, every time it neutralizes a free radical or binds to a toxin to eliminate it, you're actually binding to glutathione and eliminating and excreting glutathione. So glutathione levels are being depleted all the time. And with the increased incidence of environmental toxins in our 
uh, world these days, there's greater stress on depleting glutathione. And I try to emphasize to people one of the most proactive things you can do for healthy aging is boost your glutathione levels. And sometimes it's involuntary, you know, the things that we're exposed to via our diets, via the air, via the water, uh, even via the, the products that we use on our skin uh, or, you know, air fresheners or, or the things that are gassing off from our new furniture. But sometimes we deliberately expose ourselves to things that require detoxification. Uh, I can think of a few instances, uh, you know, I recently took a long uh, bike ride uh, in Costa Rica and, uh, my legs were awful sore after, you know, climbing all those hills. And the one thing that works for me sometimes, uh, is Tylenol. Yeah, it does the trick and, you know, relieves the, you know, achiness. Uh, I rarely take it, but sometimes under duress, I succumb. But I understand that's one of the drugs. And perhaps there are other drugs that deplete glutathione. You're right, Dr. Ron. Um, the, Acetaminophen, which is in Tylenol, the main, one of the main pain relievers in a lot of over-the-counter and prescription drugs, is one of the fastest things to deplete glutathione. And the major risk factor there is your liver, because liver is the major organ of detoxification. Your tissue levels of glutathione are highest in the liver, and when glutathione levels get depleted, you start to have liver damage, and it is the cause of many liver transplants and or death, uh, yes. uh, Tylenol or acetaminophen toxicity. Yeah, even a relatively small amount. Uh, you know, I'm careful not to exceed, you know, maybe a couple a day. But uh, with as few as, I don't know, you know, maybe six, eight, ten uh, per day. You know, some people are tempted to like, you know, uh, if a little is good, a lot is better. Uh, they can actually uh, wind up in uh, the intensive care unit uh, on the launch pad for a liver transplant. It's the only way to save people. You're right. And another thing I like to bring to people's attention, alcohol is detoxified in yes. the liver with glutathione. So a lot of people who are drinking alcohol regularly and smoking is another one. In addition to cigarette smoke, these days we have these wildfires. Um, I, you sent me some pictures of the air quality in New York City <laughs> last did, summer, did. which was just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And people inhaling that smoke are depleting glutathione levels in the lung tissue. And that's where the lung damage comes from. So who should be concerned about uh, the potential that they're not getting enough glutathione? I think everyone should be concerned about it, Dr. Hoffman, because there are so many things that contribute to glutathione depletion these days um, that I think this is one of the areas where people can be actionable. You can be proactive and boost your level of glutathione levels so that you're better prepared to meet the challenges of increased toxins and stress levels and so forth. And I think another big contributing factor to people being low in glutathione levels is people are not consuming enough dietary protein. Hmm. Um, so that's another okay. topic we could dive into a little bit. Um, Interesting. There's a lot of scientific discussion about the U.S. recommended daily allowance for protein is being set 
significantly too low. But the other thing I like to emphasize is that as people age, their body's ability to synthesize glutathione declines. And I think one of the reasons is that as people age, they tend to eat less and especially less protein yep. when they should actually yep. be eating more protein, consuming more protein. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes, uh, you know, they go by, uh, you know, some of these uh, cafes, you know, in midday, uh, you know, where they have these big plate glass windows and you can look inside and it's supposed to entice you to, to go inside because you see all these people happily, uh, you know, having their desserts. And you see sometimes, you know, older people, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, a couple of ladies uh, having a, a, you know, a late lunch. And instead of eating actual food, they're having like a big ice cream sundae. You know, it's like their big, you know, occasion of the day. Treat. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking this is not a good way to take all these empty calories uh, you know, especially if you're older, it's it's bad for your your muscle. It's not a good building block for muscle, which tends to decline as you age. But you, uh, I didn't realize actually it's so integral to uh, glutathione support. Yeah, you bet. I'm sure you're familiar with sarcopenia. We yeah. haven't talked about it on your yeah. podcast together, but sarcopenia is the term for the gradual loss of strength and muscle mass as you age. And one of the key factors is declining levels of glutathione. And so if people consume more protein, and I now take a protein smoothie after I work out, I have this, the proteins available to build muscle so my body can synthesize more muscle. I, I do as well. And, I, and, I gotta say, and I'm not going to out you. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to out you. <laughs> but uh, uh, I do know uh, that uh, you are a peer and maybe even a couple of years my senior, and your your uh, activity level is just exceptional, and particularly in regard to uh, your use of resistance exercise, Ross, right? You bet. Yeah. I'm, I'm committed to resistance training, and uh, I think everybody should be. Um, it's uh, Some scientists did a wonderful study years ago with people who were 94 to 105 years old, trying to figure out what's the most important factor for healthy aging. And the number one factor for healthy aging is maintain your muscle mass. And you must do some level of resistance training. Things like swimming and bicycling and jogging, those are all good aerobic exercise, but they're not building muscle mass. So you have to do some form of strength training to maintain your muscle mass. Otherwise, you will lose it. Yeah, right. I just talked to my uh, personal trainer and he said, uh, there's a snowstorm headed for New York, so we're going to have to change our appointment for tomorrow. The gym's closed for the first half of the day, but uh, I, 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 I religiously perform resistance training at least uh, a couple of times a week. In addition to, you know, the swim, bike, run, you know, it's, that's all good, but uh, you need that, you know, the weights and the resistance. Uh, Ross, I imagine that the, the liver is, as you mentioned, a choke point for glutathione production. Uh there are so many people in this country who suffer from what is called NFALD in medically. We love acronyms. You bet. Uh, non-alcoholic fatty uh-huh. liver disease. Now, and of course, a lot of people have alcoholic fatty liver disease. There's a ton of people who are messing with their liver because of excess uh, alcohol. And many are recuperating uh, this week after Super Bowl. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but, but uh, there's a very high double-digit percentage of Americans who have fatty liver. Now, what can that do to glutathione production? Glutathione production has declined in people that have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, and boosting glutathione levels is a recognized um, 
treatment protocol for that condition. Um, If you go to the hospital with that condition, they might actually give you intravenous glutathione or N-acetylcysteine. But part of the, I think, the fundamental cause of the development of this non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is low glutathione and not being able to adequately detoxify all the toxins. And the, the liver is a workout, workhorse, but you, you've got to have glutathione in order for the liver to do its work. So it seems like it's a vicious cycle because, you know, you assault your liver with all manner of things uh, with uh, excess, especially carbohydrates. Uh, which have a devastating effect on fat accumulation. Uh, people uh, live in toxic environments. Uh, they consume uh, ultra-processed foods, which are laden with chemicals. Uh, they throw in, uh, you know, a few glasses of wine or some hard drinks or, you know, a six-pack of beer. Uh, and so there's a continuous onslaught on the liver. Uh, and then there's the aging factor itself, because we know that organ function declines, you know, as you age. So, yeah, I mean, clearly that's a setup for trouble. Yep. Well, and, but we can compensate for this, at least to some degree. And there's some good studies that have documented the fact that even though the body's ability to synthesize protein for muscle mass declines with age, if people take higher levels of amino acid supplementation or consume more dietary program, uh, dietary protein, they can offset that decline. So it's important for people to realize that they can may need to pay more attention about dietary protein and protein supplements so that they can um, build muscle mass or at least slow down the decline in the loss of muscle mass. So uh, when it comes to supporting glutathione, I mean, there's the oral route, uh, you know, a few supplements uh, support glutathione. You can take oral glutathione. Uh, I think that's a little bit of a unreliable way to uh, build levels of glutathione because there's some questions as to its bioavailability. There are various schemes by which it's, uh, you know, uh, encapsulated and, uh, you know, micro-encapsulated and, uh, and so on. And then there's NAC. And there's even, I think, selenium plays a role. So let's talk first about that before we uh, to set the stage for our discussion about uh, RegActive. Sure. Well, um, you're right. Selenium is an important factor because the uh, group of enzymes called selenia, excuse me, uh, glutathione peroxidases, which are important antioxidant enzymes, there's four atoms of selenium in every molecule of glutathione peroxidase. So you've got to be getting adequate uh, dietary selenium for this whole family of antioxidant enzymes that require glutathione. So it's not just glutathione, it's also selenium for the activation of these enzymes. And uh, so that, what's the next question related to that? Well, the, uh, NAC, there's NAC, and then there's, there's oh, yeah. oral glutathione formulations. There's even topical glutathione, yeah. Uh, yeah. which uh, I, some parents are putting on their autistic kids because the belief is that uh, glutathione support is key for uh, recovery from autism. You're right. First, let me take the first part of your question. Sure. Glutathione is not well absorbed orally. We know that it gets broken down to destroyed before it gets absorbed. Um, so oral glutathione is not a very good it's, way to It's digested because there it's like some, three, three uh, right. amino acids that are linked together, and the body cleaves them, and then you basically get – it breaks it down. So it, it, it does not uh, right. resist the digestion process that well. Correct. There are some liposomal delivery forms that do a better job of getting absorption, but um, when you compare liposomal delivery forms to the regactive forms that uh, are produced or 
made available through essential formulas, there's nothing that has come close to getting the improvement in glutathione levels that these regactive formulas from essential formulas provide. So this is really an exciting story because the regactive formulas from essential formulas contain a very unique strain of probiotic bacteria named Lactobacillus fermentum ME3. I know that's a tongue twister. We just call it ME3 for short. But this bacteria synthesizes glutathione. So when you take capsules with ME3 in it, it goes into your intestinal tract, and those bacteria start to produce glutathione 24 hours a day. We've got multiple human clinical trials showing really quite remarkable benefits from orally ingesting these regactive products with ME3. It's a good point at which to pause because we divide our podcast into two parts. We've introduced uh, the notion that uh, you can support glutathione uh, by, in effect, turning your microbiome into a glutathione factory. That's uh, via taking a unique probiotic, which is called RegActive. RegActive is available nationwide online. You can visit uh, EssentialFormulas.com to find a retailer near you. It's also available in my Fullscript dispensary. Visit drhoffmanstore.com. And uh, when we return, our guest today, uh, Dr. Ross Pelton, we'll talk a little bit about uh, how to take it, uh, what you know, some of the different uh, dosage regimens might be. We'll also go a little bit into the background of how this uh, unique probiotic was discovered. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. 